Welcome to Boss of My Money podcast, your number one choice for bite-sized lessons on how to take care of your coins and achieve financial success. I am your host, Esther Bangura, the founder, financial educator, financial coach, and budgeting expert at Boss of My Money. So whether it's improving your money habits, developing a wealthy mindset, becoming debt-free, saving money, or learning how to invest, girl, say no more because you are in the right place. And if you want to get started with paying yourself first and learning how to manage your finance like the boss that you are, why not get your hands on one of my amazing freebies? A free financial wellness checklist at bossofmymoney.com. Now, it's time to put the kettle on, make yourself a cup of tea and join me in today's episode. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Hiya, welcome to Boss of My Money. This is episode number 60. In today's episode, I'll be sharing some insights about the cost of living in 2022, the rise in inflation, energy bills, interest rates and taxes, which are going to impact our finances and how we can plan towards them. So if you've been watching the news, you know that our energy bills will skyrocket. Those who are on a fixed rate won't notice this immediately, but you should be prepared by all means. And for those who are on a meter or on a variable rate, then this is something that you would probably have already noticed because it's already happening. Interestingly, I was at the hair salon the other day and one of the ladies who was getting her hair done shared that her energy bill has gone up by 40 pounds. Where it used to be 60 pounds, she recently got a bill of 100 pounds. So a lot of people are starting to see the rise in their energy costs. So as we are already talking about the topic of energy bills, let's start with energy prices. Why is the cost of energy going up? This is because the price of gas has gone up. The wholesale price for buying energy is costing your energy companies more. So what does this mean for your finances? What it means is that your gas, electricity and petrol is going to cost more. Your energy company is having to pass the additional cost to you. The good thing is that the government has stepped in and the government has put a cap on how much they can increase costs by. In the UK, our energy regulator Ofgem has confirmed that the energy price will increase by 54% or around £693 from the 1st of April 2022. So what small changes can you make to save money on energy bills? While the government is offering all households a one-off discount of £200 on their energy bills in April, I think, however, that you have to qualify for this and there may be other types of requirements based on household income. But from what I know, they are offering like a one-off discount for the year, which I believe every single person should qualify for. But you may qualify for more depending on if you meet um, some of the other requirements. So this is something that you should definitely be digging to find out so that you can get as much discount as possible on your energy bills and save money on that. However, there are still things that you can do personally to save on your energy bills. 
So here are some suggestions on small changes that you can make to save money on your energy bills. The first four small suggestions are what I call no money needed changes that you can make to save money on energy. Number one is to reduce the temperature on your thermostat. So if you're like me and you are working from home, I'm currently working from the kitchen and my kitchen's very cold. So my heating is literally on for most part of the day. And so recently I realized that it was on the highest thermostat and I've actually reduced it and noticed that, you know, what I'm paying daily has actually gone down. Reduce the temperature at which you do your laundry with. So if you're used to washing your clothing at 60, you might want to drop it down to 50 or 40. And if you're currently on 40, you might want to drop it down to 30 and utilize those quick washes. Not every single wash needs to be a full cycle. You can do quick washes. Um, so yeah, these are just some ideas on how you can save money on your energy bill by reducing the temperature at which you do your laundry with. Number three is to use energy saving light bulbs. So I've currently done this myself where, you know, I've gone room to room and literally change all of the light bulbs so that they are LED, energy efficient, daylight light bulbs. I think we just have the kitchen to do. We've bought a few that have been wrong. So we're still trying to figure out the right ones to buy, but definitely you can reduce your energy bills by using energy saving light bulbs, you know, most, especially if you're working from home, your lights are going to be on, um, probably for most part of the day, even during the day, depending on what room you're working from and, you know, where your windows are positioned, we're most likely having lights on even during the day. So you want to make sure that you are saving as much money on your light bulbs as possible. Number four is to cook on the appropriate size burner. So I noticed actually, and I don't know where I got this habit from, but I use like the big burner for everything. For every single size pot I use it for. And I realized that actually I don't use the other burners as much. And the other day I was having problems turning on the burner that I normally use. So I decided to use the one at the back and oh my goodness, it works perfectly. And I realized that I don't use it enough and I actually put some, a pot of water to boil and it boiled in like five minutes. Whereas the one that I normally use, although it's the bigger one, it takes forever for the water to start burning. And so this is something that I'm also going to be monitoring to see whether it does make a difference, but I believe it does. I've read a few things online where they're always suggesting to cook on the appropriate size burnout. So these are just small changes that you can make immediately. Like you can literally, whilst you're listening to this podcast, go and make those no money needed changes right now. So the next four small suggestions are what I call future changes to save money on your energy bills. And these future changes are more long-term and they may require that you spend some money so that you can save money on your energy bills long-term. So number one is to purchase energy efficient appliances. So nowadays, a lot of things are becoming more green, more energy efficient. So things like your cooker, your washing machine, your oven, your microwave, your kettles, your toaster, 
even your fridge, it's really important that you're buying appliances that are not sucking out energy and it's costing you more on your energy bills. So if you're replacing your fridge, your cooker, your oven, your microwave, your kettle, your washing machine, your dishwasher, you really want to make sure that they meet the energy savings requirement. So usually they have letters and they're color coded and I just always look for the, for the green. So for example, when I was, um, buying a new washing machine a few years ago, I went for one that didn't require hot water. So it, but so my washing machine, it fills itself with cold water and it heats itself up and that's supposed to save energy some way, somehow. So just look out for things like this because it will cost you less in the long run. Number two is to consider replacing your boiler. So if you have a really old boiler, then you want to look at, you know, replacing it to something that's more energy efficient. Um, most people don't replace their boilers until they break. Don't wait for it to break, you know, start shopping around. And I've actually been looking at replacing our boiler because we just bought our house and the boiler that we bought with the house is really old and it's already been giving us problems. So, um, just start shopping around. A lot of boilers you can pay in installments with no interest. But again, this is something that you can save for. And if you had to buy a new boiler, then it's something that you could use from your emergency fund. So this is why it's important for you to have your six month emergency fund to tap into so that we're not waiting for things to break and also so that we can save money in the long run. Number three is to make an investment in double glazing. So again, most people are working from home. A lot of the houses in the UK are pretty old. They're not well insulated. So you want to invest long-term in having double glazing just so that at least you don't have to have the heating on all day to stay warm, especially in the winter period. But also that when you do have the heating on, like the heating isn't escaping through the cracks of the walls. So making sure that your house is well insulated and having double glazing is definitely something to consider in the long run. And finally, tip number four is to switch from desktops to laptops. So I found this out the other day, actually, that, you know, desktops tend to use a lot more energy. And I guess it's because whilst we're using it, it's connected to the power. Without it being connected to the power socket, you're not able to use it. Whereas laptops, you can charge them and they're not continuously plugged in. So what I have been doing is I set my desktop to go to sleep so that it's not using as much energy. And if I know that I'm going to be on my laptop more, I literally unplug the desktop, right? So these are changes that you can make where you can just invest in having a laptop for the future so that you're not constantly having your desktop plugged in. Okay. So I hope that you found those tips useful. Um, and if you have tips of your own, things that you are doing to save money on energy bills, then I would love for you to share them with me. Send me a DM on Instagram at boss of my money, or you can email me at support at boss of my so let's move on to inflation, the cost of food, the cost of living and interest rates going up. So why has inflation gone up? Well, you see, it's all connected. 
As one rises, another follows. An increase in energy costs can destable an economy. Inflation has risen along with energy prices. Inflation is how we measure the cost of goods and services. The inflation rate shows how much goods and services have gone up by. Higher inflation means that we are paying more than what we used to pay for the cost of living. Lower inflation means that we are paying less for what we are used to paying for the cost of living. According to the Commons Library, the inflation rate will remain around 5% over the winter before it rises to 6% in April 2022. This means it's going to likely cost you 6% more to buy things that you usually buy. I have an entire four-part series on understanding how inflation works, how it impacts your personal finance, and how you can mitigate against it. I believe that it's episodes number 25 to 28. Be sure to just go on bossofmymoney.com slash podcast and scroll down. And I believe it's episode 25 to 28. Inflation is something that you need to understand. Um, it's one of those areas of personal or finance that people think it's only for business or accounting. It very much is related to personal finance. So you do need to understand it. You can't be ignorant in these times, right? You need to make the effort to understand what is happening now and how it impacts you. So I really want you to go and listen to podcast episodes 25 to 28, which is a four part series all about inflation. Okay. So what does the rise in inflation mean for your finances? or just the rise in cost of living. So aside from the rise in the cost of living, you will notice an increase in food costs, such as eating out, right? So I'm seeing that restaurant menus are costing a little, a little bit more. Uber rides are costing a little bit more. Membership fees and subscriptions are costing a little bit more. Netflix have put their prices up and Netflix were I think they put their prices up from last year even, but you're going to see more of your memberships and things that you're subscribed to go up. Your mobile phone bill, your um, cable and your TV subscriptions, Virgin is going up, Sky is going up. Literally everything that you can imagine that we spend money on a day to day is going up. In addition, interest rates will also rise and the reason why interest rates will rise, it's to combat the rise in inflation. So you notice that when inflation goes up, interest rates goes up and it's a way to kind of combat it. So when interest rate rises, rents are going to go up, transportation is going to go up, food is going to go up and other costs will also rise as well, right? Because it all has a knock-on effect. So this is why I really just need you to be aware of what's going on. And don't think that inflation and interest rates going up has nothing to do with you. It directly impacts you, your money, your debit card, your purse, that 50 quid you got in your wallet. It has a direct impact on that. There's a direct correlation. So here are some small changes that you can make to save money on the cost of living. The first and foremost important change is to take stock of your costs and question yourself honestly about everything that you spend money on. 
So I want you to ask yourself questions like, do I really need this stuff that I'm paying for? Do I really need this? Is it something that I need now? Can it wait? And if so, if it is something that you need now and it cannot wait, your goal needs to be to pay as little for it as possible. So I'm going to need you to put your haggle hat on, right? So as much as they say things are a certain price, you can actually haggle and always try to get a discount, always try to extend your warranty, always try to get them to add bonuses, give you a discount, give you a trial period. You want your money to stretch as much as possible. Secondly, you need to document every single expense. So track the cost of your expenses and see which areas of your budget are increasing over time. This is so important because if you're not tracking what you're spending money on and how much it's costing you, you're not going to know which areas are costing you more and therefore you are not going to know where to make changes, right? This is so important if you want to be in control of your finances and a way of doing that is tracking your expenses. Number three is to save as much as you can. Cash is still king, right? So I want you to add to that emergency fund. I want you to go from having a thousand pound emergency fund to having one month emergency fund, to having three months emergency fund, to having six months emergency fund, to having 12 months emergency fund, if I can catch my breath. Save, 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 save. Save as much as you can. I know that you're not going to get a lot of interest from it. The goal of your saving is not to get rich. Nobody gets rich from their savings. Your savings is there to act as a cushion, right? And cost of living is going up. Interest rates are going up. You're going to need money to fall back on. Okay, enough of the savings round. Number four is that you must control your debts. I want you to stop acquiring new debts. Stop adding to the debt that you already have. Pay your debts on time. Try to pay more than the minimum and then pay them off completely, right? And stay debt-free. This is not the time where you are spending more than what you are earning. So if you have debt, it's a sign that you're spending way above your means. And secondly, this is not the time where you are giving interest to other people. Most of, most people that have debts are paying interest on them. Every interest that you pay, you're putting money in someone else's pocket. So I need you to not add to the debt, stay on top of your debt, pay more than the minimum and get rid of that debt as soon as possible. When times are hard, you just want to focus on staying afloat and building your savings cushion, riding out the season, right? So that when things get better, you're not having to recover and start from scratch. You can literally put your money to work. Number five is you need to start budgeting, right? I know that budgeting can seem daunting at times and it doesn't have to be. A lot of it is just changing your mindset about budgeting. And this is why I created an entire budgeting course called the Boss of My Budget course that teaches you all you need to know about budgeting. Plus you get the very budget template that I use with tutorial videos on how to use it. You can also book a one-to-one -one session with me if you prefer. And in that one-to-one -one session, you get to walk away with a tailored budget that meets your needs and goals. And finally, tip number six is that you should be aware of the stock market and how volatile it's going to be for a while. So this is for those who are investing 
in the stock market. I want you to take care not to lose money, especially if you're thinking about withdrawing your funds, right? So most people that don't really understand investing when the stock market crashes and when they start to see reds in their portfolio, then they panic and they want to sell because, oh, you know, my Amazon stock has gone down. Now is not a good time to sell, right? Unless you have, unless you have like thousands and thousands and thousands of value in a stock and you've looked at the market and you can see that, you know, that stock is going to do worse off in the next few months or whatever. And you want to withdraw because you need that money in the next few months or in the next year. That's a different story, right? If you have been investing and you had a goal that you needed the money for, I don't know, June, 2022, and that, that has always been your plan. And you've been investing for the past five, 10 years to meet this goal. Then I guess I understand why you'd want to withdraw your funds because the longer you leave it there by June, it will probably go down even more. That is different for those who are investing now for long term. You don't need to be withdrawing anything, right? Especially if you are investing in quality stocks, they will bounce back. So if your Amazon stocks has gone down because Amazon is one of the quality stocks and because you're investing in long term, you are going to see that bounce back. So I don't want you to panic. And actually for those who are intelligent investors like myself, who are not into get rich quick, you know, that when the market crashes, that means that the stock market is on sale, right? And the greatest time to buy low and benefit later is when there is a crash. So if you haven't started investing now could be a good time for you to get started. And I actually have a, um, investing for beginners workshop. It's a one-to-one workshop that I do. Um, I also offer the ladies in my implementation group 30 minutes where I help them set up their investing account and I get them started with, with whatever their budget is. And I show them what they need to do to get ready and to prepare for investing and mistakes to avoid. So if you haven't started investing now is a good time to kind of get in into it because you are going to buy stocks for, you know, at a lower cost than what they usually are. So yeah, just be mindful that yes, you know, the stock market, your portfolio will go up and down because we are in that phase of volatility. Don't panic. Um, just chill and know what you're doing. And yeah, don't try to just do what other people are doing. You know, your friends are selling, so you're going to sell too. You have to have goals and objectives for your own investment. And then you have to basically follow that roadmap. Okay. So, um, this is an investing podcast episode. Um, so let me move on to national insurance tax going up by 1.25% in the UK, you know, and I believe in the USA, you guys may call it, um, social security tax in the UK. We call that national insurance tax. So that is going up by 1.25%, I believe. Um, from April. So why is this? Well, we need to pay back all the money the government spent on healthcare and social care. 
on the vaccines, on, you know, paying people to be furloughed during lockdown, business grants, keeping businesses afloat during the lockdown and the pandemic and so on, right? So we, we spent money that we didn't have and now it needs to be paid back and everybody's going to contribute to that. And the way that the government is able to collect that money is through people that work, is through employees, through their NI taxes. So we have to pay that money back. So those, and in the average UK salary of about 26,000, will have to pay about 130 pounds more in national insurance from April, 2022. So that's like 130 pounds more a year. And those who are earning up to 80,000 will pay at least 800 pounds more in NI taxes. And again, that is what they'll pay more in a year. So you just have to divide that by, you know, 12 or 13, depending on how many paychecks you get a year. So if you want to know how much um, tax you will have to pay in April, you will soon receive your new tax code from HMRC, or you may have already received this. I believe I've already received mine. Um, I'm sure that there's a letter that I opened the other day that I need to go back to. But if you haven't received it already, then you want to contact HMRC to find out just so that you can be more prepared and you can factor the rise in your budget. So in your budget, where your income may have been, I don't know, 3,200 pounds, that may go down to 2,980 pounds, right? Depending on how much taxes that you're paying. So these are things that you need to plan ahead for, because it means that you're probably going to be losing between 30 to a hundred pound a month. So other things that I think might be useful for you to know, as we're just talking about all of the changes that are happening, um, between now and April in the economy that will impact your finances. So another thing is that the government is offering council tax rebates, um, not just to low income earners, but also to middle-class earners. So, you know, in the UK, people are always complaining that it's always people that earn low that get, you know, rebates and that get discounts to things that it's also as difficult for those who are earning more because they're having to pay more taxes and they're not entitled to as much. So I feel like the government has gone out of its, its way this time around to ensure the middle earners, so middle-class people, are also getting a bit of a break and um, having access to this council tax rebate. So you want to find out what you're entitled to and take advantage of it. This is not the time to be prideful and think, no, I don't want any help from the government. Look, we're all going to have to contribute in some way, right? So whatever help is being handed out to you, please use it because it's going to help you because whether or not you're receiving that help, you're going to pay for it in another way. So in the end, it all balances itself out. So get rid of your ego, get rid of your pride and take the help that is being given to you. And one final thing that I just want to add, if you have elderly parents or you know any vulnerable people, please, please, please help them with their finances and their bills. Help them to save money. You know, if you know any elderly or vulnerable persons, they shouldn't be scared to put on the heating because 
they're scared of paying more, help them understand what discounts they have access to, get them help, get them support, find out what they're entitled to, get those discounts applied, help them to understand what's going up, you know, teach them about budgeting, teach them that food cost is going up and what they need to do. Please, I just really need us to look out for elderly and vulnerable people that we know. It's so important, right? Especially your parents or any elderly neighbors that you know, elderly people in church or vulnerable people in church in your community, where you live, whatever social circles that you're involved in, please look out for them because so many elderly people are living in poverty. They're not eating well. They're at home sitting in a cold house. Oh, my heart just pains even talking about this. So please, please, please also help them to understand that there are fraudsters out there, right? In these seasons, there are people who, for some reason, they wake up and they believe that it's their God-given right to take advantage of vulnerable people. So please look out for yourself, check spammy emails, um, be mindful of phone calls that you get from HMRC. HMRC will not call you about tax that they have to, tax refund that they have to pay you or money that you have to pay them. They are going to email you. They're going to write to you, right? So just be mindful and help educate those around us to also be mindful about fraudsters that are out there trying to get your money. These are lazy people. And I hope a bird poops on their head if they walk out the house today, because there are people out there whose life's mission is to take advantage of vulnerable people. So I'm going to need us to really look out for ourselves um, and also look out for those around us. Okay. So that's it. I just want to remind you that we live in a real world. And as much as you have plans for your money, so does the government. So does D GDPR. So does inflation. And so does tax increases. So this is why you must budget, you must set your goals, you must be intentional. This is not the time to be spending money on things that you can't afford and things that you know are not in line with your money goals and your money values. Stop putting off saving money, stop putting off paying off your debts, do the work so that you are in the top 1% when we get out of this world season. I don't know if you know this, but every time there's a crisis, there's a market crash, the economy goes down, out of that is birth the new one percenters, right? The one percent of people in the world that are earning 80% of the world's wealth. So I need you to stay focused in this season so that when we come out, you are going to be in the top one percent. Every economic crisis has produced millionaires and great businesses. So you get to choose where you want to be in a few years time, right? And I want all of my podcast listeners to come out on the other side winning in all areas of your life. I want you to win in your health, in your relationships, in your finances, in every area of life, in your spiritual life, in your mental health, in every area. So this is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. I will catch you on the next one.
Thank you again for listening to Boss of My Money podcast with Esther. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. And if you'd like me to answer any of your questions, you can include your name or it can be anonymous. Send them to me at esther at bossofmymoney.co.uk. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I would really appreciate it if you took the time to also rate and review this podcast as well as share it. Stop by at bossofmymoney.com for more details on how you can get started on your financial success journey. See you again on the next episode.